Hey everyone, welcome to Content Hefe. I'm Studio Steve, and today we're talking about something that's really important for anyone interested in online business, content marketing, or making a dent in the creator economy. That's right, it's podcasting. We're gonna kick things off by talking about the evolution of podcasting, the impact of AI and big platforms like YouTube and Spotify, and what all of this means for you and your podcast and your business. And if you haven't started your podcast yet, or you really need help making an impact with your show, we have a free mini course called Idea to Podcast Simplified for Business Owners. You can go to podcastingsmart.com and enroll for free. But here's the best part. We're not doing it alone. Today, we've got a special guest, Albin, the head of marketing at Buzzsprout. If you're into podcasting, you've heard of Buzzsprout. They're a big deal in the podcasting world, especially for independent podcasters. Albin isn't just a marketing wizard. He's also a YouTube expert and a content marketing pro and a really cool guy. You've probably seen him on the popular Buzzsprout YouTube channel. He's here to share his very valuable insights on how to make your podcast stand out. We will also talk about the importance of authenticity, building real connections with your audience, and why sticking to your goals matters in podcasting. And for our podcasting veterans, we've got some exciting news from Buzzsprout about their latest features, again, that are going to help you take your podcast to the next level. So I hope you're ready for some serious insights, tips, and great stories from our amazing guest, Albin. We better get started. Hot Sound School presents Content Heavy, the podcast that helps online business owners make better content and more money. Let's Heavy up. You've been the head of marketing for Buzzsprout now for how many years? It will be nine years since I left being a lawyer and decided to go try to work at a little tech company. Wow, that's crazy. Nine years. So what year was that? It was 2014. I had just gotten married, been practicing law for a year and a half, knew I would do anything to get out of being a lawyer. And somebody was like, do you want to come and like do this support thing for Buzzsprout? You'd be the only support person. And if it worked out, you could also do some marketing. I was like, oh, wow. Podcasting, I'm all in. Wow, that's crazy. Because 2014 is before what you would think of as like 2015 when podcasting went mainstream. You're an OG in terms of podcasting. That's like way back because podcasting is still really relatively new as an art form. Throughout those nine years, has your idea of what a podcast is, has that shifted at all? It's definitely shifted. But what I actually really love is that as a media, we've been able to keep a lot of the very interesting and unique things about podcasting since 2001. 2004, mm. when people are really first launching shows, building out the technology, we've kept a lot of it. My first experience with podcasting would have been going onto iTunes in 2006 and getting an episode onto my iPod and going for a run. And I loved it. And then I was overseas teaching school where I didn't have internet, but maybe once a week. And when I was doing that, I would download podcasts and listen to them <laughs> and just feel like I was back at home and I was connected with everybody who I was listening to their shows. And I still feel both of those things now. I love podcasting because I can go for a run and go to the gym and listen to them when I'm driving. And I love the sense of intimacy you have when you listen to somebody's voice for a long period of time. If you build this relationship with a podcast year after year, you know, you start to feel like I know these people. I feel like I'm part of the group and I'm so thankful we've kept that. Even as podcasting has shifted, new players have come in, video podcasts have started to be more important. Even with all of that, all the things I truly loved about the medium are still here. 
I like that you touched on the video part of it because there's this ongoing question of what is a podcast or an argument that people get into about what qualifies as a podcast. I saw something interesting lately about what people consider a podcast is shifting in a way. So what's your definition or what would you say qualifies as being a podcast? What is a podcast? Going back to, I was an English major. There's two types of dictionaries. There are dictionaries that all they do is they try to tell you this is how words should be used. This is the definition of this word. And there's other dictionaries that take the approach. This is how people are using the words. Mm -hmm. And so if people start saying things that are technically incorrect, the word irregardless, eventually you just add it in and you go, this is now a word because people are using it as a word to communicate. I am more on that side of the fence. If people are calling something a podcast, what I'm using that word to mean might be slightly different. I'm thinking more about the technology, this underlying RSS feed that's delivering an audio file and it doesn't have to be done in real time. It's downloaded in the background. That's what I'm talking about. I'm always meaning audio. But if you ask people, hey, do you listen to podcasts? And they say yes. There's a strong contingent of people that say, oh, I listen to podcasts on YouTube and I love watching them. And I think a lot of the people who've been in the podcasting industry, we can get very worked up and be like, no, technically that's incorrect. Just like all the other English majors are like, no, irregardless, doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to us, but it makes sense to all the people who are enjoying this medium. And these kinds of debates are interesting when you're very close to the debate. And they're totally not interesting <laughs> when you're just a consumer and you're like, look, I like this thing. I go on YouTube and I see a group of people hanging around. They've all got this SM7B and they chat and they laugh. And that's what a podcast is to me. And I love it. I don't want to look down on it and say, oh, no, it's audio first only. <laughs> I'm with you, too. I'm just like, does it really matter? It's also a keyword. What is a podcast? Maybe we got some good keyword juicy bits out of that. <laughs> Veronica and I, we were joking about it the other day. It's a, if there's an SM7B in the picture, <laughs> you know, or if there's a microphone. I love that you were touching on your favorite things about podcasting and the intimacy of being in a listening environment. And that is what I've always been really fascinated with. And I, I guess I'm biased because I'm an audio guy. I have a background of audio. So I perceive life through my ears. Mm -hmm. And so for me, even if I'm watching a podcast, it's usually just to like check in when the host and the co-host start laughing. I want to like see their faces. But for the most part, I just listen to it, even if it's a video. Yeah, I think that's why when I talk about a podcast, I'm talking about the things that I love. I love that it's creator controlled in a way that video is not, the way that social media is not. I love that it's audio first and it's a different type of experience. Podcasting is okay with you having a life as a consumer. TikTok wants you locked in to a four inch screen all day. YouTube wants you locked in to a 45 inch screen all day. Every one of these platforms is saying, hey, full attention on me. Podcasting is like the friend who's always there for you. It doesn't have to be the center of attention. And they're like, hey, I'm here with you doing the thing that you're already doing and I'm making your experience better. That's the kind of friend I want to be. That's the kind of content I want to create. That's what I want to consume. I want to have a life. And in these moments where I drove into the studio today, it's a 30 minute drive. It's such a wonderful opportunity to be able to pull up a new show and listen to something interesting and go, this made my life better versus sitting at home and there's something I should do. And now I've spent three hours watching Netflix. What I resonate with what you're getting at is authenticity and also connection because many podcasts are about 
the connection. It's not just about the communication of ideas, like in solo podcasts and educational content. A lot of podcasts are people being interviewed and people having conversations and connecting. I think that's what's so unique about it. And that's what I like as a definition. And I love that. One of the things that makes it unique is its biggest downside. Everybody, since I've been working in this industry for nine years and before I was here, they were talking about it. Hey, podcasting has a big discoverability problem. People can't find shows. It's hard to grow your audience. You could put out a great episode and people don't listen. What's the deal? How do we fix this? YouTube finds people for your channel. TikTok will find people if it's a good TikTok. Twitter will probably get you out if you spend $8 on a little blue check mark. You have an ability to reach more people. But with podcasting, you put it out there and it doesn't automatically get to new people. You have to do something. The benefit is that people are much more likely to invest their own time in a podcast for years and years. There's multiple podcasts I've listened to for years. There's no social media account that I followed for years and really been invested in. And I think when you're constantly got the roulette wheel of TikTok going, it's just going to keep serving up new stuff that's more intense, that's more captivating. And eventually you just get bored of it because you're constantly being asked, hey, check out this new thing. And I think in the real world, the best relationships we have are the people we've known for 10 years. And there have been times where it was really interesting. There are times where it's a little tougher and you get to know people better and better. And I think podcast discoverability problem actually rewards people who stick around. You invest in a show for years. They're investing in you and you feel this really deep connection. It's much more important, at least to me, than many of the other forms of media that I consume. All of the business tycoons and all of the big industry wigs want to have a podcast. And it's because of everything you just described. They want somebody to feel about their product or about their brand the way that you just felt about those people that you've developed this relationship with. In marketing terms, we think of it as the no like, trust part of your marketing. Mm -hmm. You have all of this sensational content on YouTube and TikTok to grab people's attention. But then you need somewhere to nourish that relationship with and to show up for your audience on a regular basis and yeah. to build the trust that way. TikTok is wonderful for awareness, building awareness mm -hmm. of your brand or you or your message. But at some point, you have to move down the marketing funnel from awareness to people actually are considering your product, they're converting to your product. And at some point, you want them to be loyal and they trust you and they're advocates for you. And that doesn't happen, in my experience, on something like social media. But it does happen as you move towards things like video and ultimately podcasts, I think, are the very best at building a loyal long-term audience. Maybe email newsletters, certain types also fit into this category. But you want to have some percentage of your audience to be deeply engaged. And I think that's why you get a lot of YouTubers and people on TikTok and people who are business owners. They have something else to get awareness and they realize there's something missing at the bottom of this funnel mm -hmm. and that's loyalty and that's a brand advocate and podcasting comes in to help with that. That's where our business took us and that's where we found our clients, people that needed help with that. But I do want to shift. I really wanted to talk to you about 2023 because I feel like it's just been insane, especially for the podcasting industry. ChatGPT was basically 2023. I think it was the end of 2022. And then YouTube really pushed out podcasting on YouTube. And now your podcast is available on YouTube Music if you put your podcast on YouTube. From your standpoint, being Buzzsprout, I like to think of Buzzsprout as the voice of the independent podcaster. 
And so I really want your perspective on those things. What do you think the effect the AI has had on podcasting? Do you think that the whole AI craze has lessened the interest in podcasts? I think AI, where we are right now, has a lot of things that are very interesting. There's certain things that are very exciting for what can this look like in three years. And there's also areas that is being completely misused. I think right now, even with good tuning, good prompting, you're still going to get a lot of very generic sounding responses, especially as things get longer. If you're trying to write the title for an ad, I think that ChatGPTs can be great. You know, you say, give me 50 titles. Here's all the information and let's write some ad titles. It's going to spit out a couple that you as an expert can look at and go, those are actually pretty good. Now I'm going to A-B test them and figure them out. But if you come in and say, hey, I'm writing a blog post about the best ways to cook bacon, and then I'm going to record a podcast about it. And what are the best ways to do it? Now write me a podcast about it. It's going to sound very generic. It might have some good information about cooking bacon, but it's just going to be the same thing that everybody else has made. And if you look online, we had this period where generic content could get to the top of Google. You see this in certain areas. Recipes can feel like one of the worst offenders. You look around, and you're like, these are all very similar generic content. But what people want is something unique. They want someone who's willing to, one, become an expert and then put real time into saying, I've actually got a slightly different take. I'm not exactly the same as everyone else. And here's why you should consider something totally different with an interesting spin. And if you're using ChatGPT to step in for your creativity and there's not human oversight, you're going to get the average of the stuff that's written online. Where it can be useful is in things like summarization, in helping write transcripts, in helping pull out topics. So with Buzzsprout, we built something called Co-Host AI, which transcribes episodes, summarizes it to write your podcast description, your show notes. We will make chapter markers, we'll make tweets and stuff so you can share it because that is the routine part of podcasting. We are years away from getting compelling content written by ChatGPT that could be used for recording. Just like, give me a script for this. You can always get ideas, but you really want the creativity and the expertise that you're bringing to bear on this subject. If that's not there, your content is not going to be great anyway. And having ChatGPT step in to be the expert isn't going to work either. I love that. What I was alluding to is that Buzzsprout has included AI, but that wouldn't be what you would consider your first piece of AI that Buzzsprout has to offer. We have something called Magic Mastering that cleans up audio. So it detects when there's music, what time of treatment should you have for music, when is there speaking. Studio Steve's voice is a little bit quieter here. Let's pull it out. So we're doing some of the mastering for people. With Buzzsprout ads, we are detecting, hey, the conversation kind of changed here. That's a good spot for an ad. So some stuff is just very basic algorithms. And I feel like co-host is at least the first moment where I feel comfortable saying, this is AI. This isn't really just a generic algorithm. Throughout the nine years since you've been at Buzzsprout, you've probably seen a few hype cycles, but podcasting seems to last and it seems to persevere. What crazes were notable over those nine years? 
all the social audio was absolutely going to kill podcasting. I heard that for years. Think of Clubhouse and Amazon Amp and Spotify Green Room, and then Spotify rebranded to something else and Twitter Spaces. They were like, this is podcasting, but live and better. And it turned out just getting a bunch of strangers into a room to chat was very fun when we were all in COVID lockdowns. As soon as we were out of COVID lockdowns, we could do real life again. We went, yeah, I'm not really interested in doing that. And I'm definitely not interested in listening to it after the fact. I want an expert thinking through how do I put together a very valuable 45 minute piece of content and then sharing that with me. Facebook podcasts at some point was supposed to be the absolute killer. It was going to wipe out the whole industry. And that was there for what, like two months, maybe or something. <laughs> I think it, it launched in the US. It was barely used by, I think, almost anybody. <laughs> and then it was shut down. Kudos to Facebook for stepping in, saying, let's try it, seeing it didn't work and quickly moving on. They've done that yeah, with lots of products. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's important to remember the relationship between how often you hear about something and the actual value being created are not the same. We spent a lot of time hearing about the metaverse a few years ago, but maybe that will be something that will happen in the future. There's not any value being created around there right now. There's a lot of value in railroads and AM radio and stuff that was made hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And in the AM radio hasn't really gotten any better. FM radio hasn't gotten it done better, but there's still tons of people who have a habit and they hop in their car and they turn it on and they're at work and they've just got it running in the background and they think this has got a lot of value. But for some reason, we've come up with breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough and none of them have knocked FM radio out yet. And I think it's because when you've got real value, people have to be really convinced to move to something else, to break the habit and try something else. And I think podcasting has been chipping away at that year after year, but we keep hearing everything's going to change. All the old things are going away. And I think that it's important to notice a lot of the older things have a lot more staying power than maybe the hype cycle seems to indicate. As you know, we are podcast coaches, not just on our YouTube channel, but also we coach clients and help them to create podcasts and launch podcasts and manage podcasts. And now we're also coaching podcast editors. We have a program for podcast editors. And so we talk to other podcast coaches all the time, and there seems to be some concern about the future of podcasting. And people do with these hypes and with these crazes, they have fear. And there mm -hmm. was a lot of fear about AI when it came out in 2023. And I think there's a lot of fear from a lot of people in the industry about YouTube and podcasting. Spotify has always been a threat maybe to the world of independent podcasting. And so I'm wondering what your take is on that as far as the future of podcasting. Is podcasting still growing? How have things looked data-wise and growth-wise over this year compared to the previous ones? Since the beginning of podcasting, 2001, you see very, very slow adoption. And maybe 2006, you start to get a bit. When iTunes added podcasting, we saw a big bump. 2008, nine, you start seeing more players joining. And so it makes it a little bit easier to start a podcast and get online. 2014, when I started, that's when Apple said, hey, we're going to make the podcasts app a default app on iPhone, which was a big moment. Right after that, Serial launched. And I think those are very connected. I don't think Serial is as big if Apple hadn't set them up for success by putting this app on everyone's phone. And then 2016, we have Spotify join in and they introduce a ton of new people to podcasting. 
And so we just see this slow roll and every year it's getting a bit better. And every year, a few more percentage points of people have listened and are listening. And then COVID hit in 2020. And from our experience, podcasting went through the roof. Instantly, everybody who'd said to their friend, I'm going to start a podcast, was now at home with just their microphone and nothing to do. And they started their shows. And so there was incredible growth in the industry, 2020, 2021, and then it starts going down a bit in 2022. Now, 2022 and 23 are still higher than 2019, but they are not at the level that we saw during really the peak of COVID. And I think if we're just comparing to the fastest growth ever, it could feel a little bit concerning. Maybe you became a podcast editor. Maybe you did something to go all in on helping the industry grow. Or if you're working at a company like Buzzsprout, you go, oh man, that was such a cool time. I wish that we still had those so we could grow even faster. If you're in an industry that you love, and if you're working on something you believe in, then you don't have to be as stressed out because... Yeah, there was an opportunity that we all got to enjoy at one point and it slowed down. That's not a bad thing. There is a point after maybe a bit of hype. I think we've talked about hype cycles. Podcasting had a bit of hype and now it's gotten to cool off a bit and we're seeing a lot of the a little bit sleazier stuff leave again that <laughs> jumped in for a couple of years and it moved on to blockchain and it moved on to NFTs and it moved on to metaverse and now it's definitely doing AI stuff. Podcasting is cooled off to the extent that we've got the people who love podcasting, not the people who love, this is my way to make it big. And podcasting is just a vehicle for their own self-promotion. I personally think this is a very healthy and good thing for the industry. If you are considering launching a podcast, you're going to launch into an environment with way less noise. So I would not be concerned. Let me give another short story. The first industry event I ever went to was December 16th, 2014. And I met somebody there who's telling me about launching his podcast. And I knew nothing about podcasts at this point. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm so excited to hear it. And I saw him a year later at the same event. I was like, oh, how's the podcast going? He goes, I'm just about to launch. I've got a few episodes I'm still cleaning up. It's like, that's weird. He goes, yeah, I just wish I'd launched like four years ago when podcasting wasn't so saturated. At that point, I think there was something like 32,000 podcasts in iTunes. There are now something like 4 million podcasts in the world. And I saw him one more time at another event, and he said he was just about to launch. He just re-edited all his old episodes to make sure they sounded even better. Had he just launched, he would have gotten so much better. He would have had so much more fun. And if it had worked, it would have worked. And if it wouldn't, it wouldn't. But he would have done something. But instead, he spent a few years thinking about how he wish he'd started in 2006. What really turned out was he was in the perfect moment in 2014. And so if you're thinking, I want to do this, just figure out, let reality be the judge. And if people love the show today when you launch, then keep at it. And if people don't like the show and you can't grow after six months, it's no big deal to move on. That's totally fine. You don't have to feel bad about it. But what you don't want to do is to spend those same six months not learning anything. Instead, all you're doing is watching YouTube videos. Probably, Steve, we're the two hosts of. <laughs> they're watching videos <laughs> like us teaching you editing tips and they're learning editing tips, but they don't know is podcasting even something that's valuable for you. Let's figure it out. Put out some bad episodes and let's learn along the way. 
Wow, that was great. I love that story. And that really got to one of the big questions that I was going to ask you, which is if you were a podcast coach and you were in the same boat and I was able to book a five minute call with you or just a few minutes that I get with you, what would you say are the key things that I should focus on and that I should invest my time in? Which efforts would have the biggest payoff for my time? I would start by asking, why do you want to launch a podcast? If people say, I want to make money or I want a big audience, I would probably end the call. <laughs> I would just say, I don't think you want podcasting. I think you want something else. If you want to make money, the best way to make money is to go get a job. To be honest, to like starting a business and starting a content business is probably the hardest way to do that. But if you have a message and you're saying, my son was recently diagnosed with an illness that's rare, and I really just want to talk about it and connect to other parents who've had children diagnosed with this illness. That is a real purpose. And I'd say that's a wonderful reason to start a podcast. You have something that's important to you that even if you only reach 40 people, it would be life-changing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who have a deep, deep need to share something. And even if it was only 40 people, they would be excited. And to be clear, those are the same people who create great content because they actually care about it versus the people who are looking up on Google Trends, what's the hot topic? Why don't I talk about it to try to hit some search term and blow up? So what's your need and who's your audience? What is the person who's going to listen to it? Why do they want to listen to you? What are you going to give them? And give me a real strong description of who they are. If those two things are nailed, all the other stuff is a lot easier. What mic should you get? If you have the world's most important message, you don't stress the SM7B versus the RE20 versus just recording on your phone. You don't care because you go, I'm not a microphone guy. I have to talk about this disease. I've got to talk about this important message. And so you just get started. Editing becomes so much easier to learn once you have a clear reason why you want to edit. So you realize there's a lot of space in the episode, but it's actually okay because the message is so valuable to the audience, they don't mind. But maybe you've gotten a little bit down the line and you go, oh, I now see how I can clean this up, provide more value. I'm going to go learn those editing tips versus mm -hmm. what I think happens is the opposite. I've heard podcasting's big. I want to start a show. I brainstormed 40 ideas for a show. I think this is an area I could get really big. I don't really care about it. I learned a ton about mics and I bought the most expensive one. I bought the expensive recording editing package. You've spent a bunch of money and now you're trying to figure out if you can turn yourself into somebody who's interested in the topic you think is going to be big. And so that maybe is where I would recommend the audience to go. Is there something that important to you that you've got to share it, that you'd be comfortable spending time working on, even if only 30, 40 people listen to it? If the answer is yes, let's really dive in. Yeah, I love that. I think that's even just really good business advice as well, <laughs> right? Because it's like, I want to start a business because I want to make money. So here are 40 business ideas that I came up with. Like if you just replace the word business there with everything you said with podcast, I think it'd be really good business advice too, which is like, what change do you want to make in the world? What unique value do you have to offer? What talents or gifts or message do you have to share with someone that's going to change their life or that can lift them up or that can really provide value to them? And those always wind up being the most successful companies anyway. The icing on the cake and the sprinkles on the icing are the fame maybe. But I think it wasn't really the chasing the fame that started these incredible stories and that's fueling really the heart behind podcasting. 
If you listen or you read a lot of business success stories, a lot of times the founders are not people who are saying, I've got to be a founder. A lot of times they're working at a company and they say, guys, I just figured out how we can do this. We can revolutionize our entire process if we change this. And they go, dude, no one's interested. And they come back a year later. I've got it a little bit better. We can change it. Look how valuable this is. I've invented something. I figured something out. And they have this overwhelming drive to bring this thing to the world. And when they realize at my job, it doesn't work, eventually they go somewhere else and they go, mm -hmm. I guess I have to do a company so they can get this product out to the world. There are some people who I think it's difficult for them to work for somebody else and they do have just a ton of drive. And so they have to brainstorm the businesses mm -hmm. and they do well. But I think so much more often there's this, I have something that's important to me. And I guess the only vehicle that will work is starting a new business. It's not working somewhere else. And so look at that in your life. What is the thing you've got to get out there? And if it's a product idea, <laughs> go start a business. But if it's a message, I would love for you to start a podcast. I've talked to so many people about this. And there's a lot of people who say, I want to start a podcast. And I think this comes down to the underlying thing that makes all of us human, which is this need to be heard and loved and understood and validated. I think that kind of drives everything. And so a lot of times I think when people, they find out, oh, oh, you have a podcasting company. You like teach people how to podcast. I want to start a podcast. They say, I don't know what to start a podcast about, but they still have this drive and this desire. And when you were saying, if you have a message, if you have something you really want to get out there to the world, something that would touch 40 people, then I can hear this person saying, well, I don't know what that is. I have a calling. I feel like I want to be heard and validated. And so that's like the step below the coaching. And that's where I also think podcasting is unique is I think it can be this unique platform of self-discovery where you can lean into things you're interested in and test them in the marketplace and see where it takes you. Have you ever heard the phrase, if you want to be interesting, you need to be interested and you have to be curious about things and want to learn. And probably if you're watching this video and you're thinking about starting a podcast, you're already interested in some things. You're trying to learn about stuff. And I think podcast could be the vehicle for, hey, right now I'm doing a show and the only thing about it is kind of this self-discovery. What am I into? And that's okay. And just document this journey for a bit until you find man, there's one thing that's like so interesting right now. Now I've got to share this. I wouldn't give up hope. I felt there's been periods in my life where I'm like not really into something. And there's other times where I've got 10 things that feel so important and I want to read about them and I want to research them and learn about them constantly. So yeah, just keep plugging away and be interested in stuff. And eventually you're going to become much more interesting behind the mic. I love that. It really boils down to what I think were the two real themes of this episode, and it was authenticity and connection. Mm -hmm. That right there is the heart behind podcasting. AI is only making us need that more. And with everything being scripted and now we're being spammed, and I don't know if you've noticed with ChatGPT, but everything's like we're on a journey. <laughs> where <it's> like, <laughs> you, you get these emails like, I'm excited to embark on this journey with you. <laughs> I think there's this need to get unscripted and to get in front of the microphone and to start expressing yourself. I really appreciate your time. And I don't know if you have any final thoughts before we sign off. If you find yourself getting caught up in these stressful hype cycle moments and you feel like I'm missing out, I'm falling behind. Remember, those are mostly marketing messages used to sell you something. 
that you're inadequate because you're not keeping up with the chat GPT updates. You're not going to be part of the new financial future if you don't get in on Bitcoin right now. You are not going to be able to break out of your job if you don't invest in GameStop or whatever the hype may be. But remember, lots of these, you would be just as good off, if maybe not even better off, if you'd never paid attention to them. Instead, <laughs> the thing that you were really interested in, you were just focused and you missed out. Some people made money on Bitcoin and GameStop and all these other things, but not most. Most didn't. Most bought in and rode it all the way up in this emotional roller coaster and they broke even or lost money. And you were over here kind of just plugging away. You had your YouTube channel, your podcast, your blog or something you were invested in. That is going to slowly grow and get better versus riding the emotional roller coaster of the internet. So I really love seeing people who've stuck with something for a long time. And I really encourage our audience to keep doing that. Delayed gratification hmm. or sticking with something over a long period of time and committing that commitment will pay off over long periods of time. With that, thanks so much for hanging out with Content Hefe this week. And do you have any last things that you'd like to send people to or any big updates or exciting things that are happening with Buzzsprout at the end of 2023 or anything fun to look forward to? We have some big stuff we've been working on for quite a while. They'll probably come out in the next year. But if you want to start a show, go to buzzsprout.com and we would love to help you. And if you ever have questions you want to reach out, probably the best place to find me is at Twitter at Alvin Brook and always down to chat and connect. Yeah. And if this is your first time hearing about a podcast hosting company, Buzzsprout is the go-to for that. In terms of features, my personal favorite is the ad insertion, the dynamic ad insertion. That wins the decision for me as far as which podcasting company to go with. And also, just like I said, Buzzsprout's the voice of independent podcasters. So definitely go check out buzzsprout.com and we'll have the link right where you're watching or listening to this episode. And thank you, Alban. We'll be talking soon. Thank you. What did you think? Pretty great stuff, right? Let us know what you thought about the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find us on Instagram at PodSoundSchool. And until the next episode, good luck with your podcasting endeavors and hefe up.